Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuckadelics? What the fucksicans? And uh, what the fuckleberry fins? How's that for a few? How are you? How are you? This is Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. How's your day going? Take it easy. Take it easy. Just slow down. You're not in a hurry. All right, even if you are in a hurry, is it worth hurting yourself over? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Just take it easy, relax, focus, maybe maybe distract yourself with my voice right now. Hey, how you doing? What What's the matter? You all right? That's all I'm saying. All right, you're going to get there. The world's not going to end unless you're on your way to the hospital and you're in the middle of a coronary. Oh, what a negative way to start a, a podcast. First off, I'd like to say that I have the amazing Lake Bell on the podcast today. Lake Bell. She's in this movie, No Escape, with Owen Wilson and Pierce Brosnan. That's in theaters now. She's made her own movie that she directed and wrote and starred in. In a world. It's got the amazing Michaela Watkins in it. It's a funny movie. Cute and funny and emotional. I, I liked it. And we tried to get Lake Bell in here for that, but it, something didn't happen. But it's weird, man. She's one of these people that I looked at and I, you know, I'm like, I always, I, I thought I knew her. And, and even if I didn't know her, I thought I would know her from, you know, like we've known each other for centuries, maybe, maybe, you know, like there was a soul connection that was not, no, I'm not, this is not a sexual thing. This is just a, a, a thing that I felt, but not in that way. Just that I felt, she felt familiar to me. And then I realized she looks a lot like my ex-wife, but I didn't bring that baggage to the table. I was just excited to see Lake Bell. And we, t- we had some, we talked about stuff I've never talked about. So listen. I'm going to be in Dublin this Wednesday, day after tomorrow at Vicker Street. I'll be in London at South Bank Center this Thursday and Friday. Okay, September 3rd and 4th. And Australia, please get on board so the promoter doesn't freak out. Thursday, October 15th at the State Theater in Sydney. Friday, October 16th at the Palais Theater in Melbourne. Saturday, October 17th at Brisbane City Hall. All right? I know you're coming, but I, I just, you know, they're freaking out already. So... If you can, think ahead and buy tickets, Australia. Would you? Would you? Come on. All right. That's good. That's some plugging. Go to WTFpod.com slash calendar and you can get links to this stuff, okay? All right. Let's get honest about some stuff. So I go to the doctor. I'm waiting. So the EKG, I did all that. I did the stress test. So now I go in for the sonogram. And I'm nervous. 
I double checked. I'm like, I'm in for the sonogram. Do I get to talk to the doctor today? And they're like, yes. I'm like, I get to talk to him though about what's going on. Yes, okay. Because it was unclear with my test. I brought my blood test with me because I, I no longer trusted them to have that, you know, in a timely fashion. I brought that my my with my cholesterol, my high cholesterol, my 240 cholesterol. And I'm in, and the guy comes in. It's like, uh, okay, we're gonna do the sonogram now. This is like a sonogram. It's like a sonogram, sonogram, like they use for uh, babies. It's fucking fascinating. And I'm I'm preoccupied with my heart and the fragility of life. This is just one fucking organ just ticking away. I don't know why it keeps ticking. I imagine it wants to live. It's got an agenda, and that is life. And it's running a machine that's supposed to dump some goo into another machine to make more life. I've I've faltered on that one. I've dumped goo, but not not any place where it's going to do anything. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with me? Anyways, so I'm in there. The guy greases up the uh, lubes up the thing to rub on my parts on my chest and he puts that thing on and I can see out of the corner of my eye I'm turned to the side I can see the sonogram of my fucking beating heart in real time and it's it's pretty it, 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 it's kind of emotional to know that's it that's it and he, he made it sound all different ways to hear the different valves I wish I you know all I could think was like has anyone used this on a record of course of course they have so think Pink Floyd did but just straight up not through the sonogram machine so I'm looking at it and of course I'm going uh, so all right so look all right what are you doing now first he checked my what is it carotid carotid arteries in my neck because I checked those for plaque and deposits that would lead to stroke and I like how they look he's like pretty good so far and then he moves down on my chest and he's looking at my heart and I go uh, so what's up now he goes I'm just checking all the valves and I'm looking at it, and there's color going one way and the other way. I go, what's what's the colors? What's the colors? He goes, just checking direction of the pumping. I'm like, is it good? Is it good? He's like, it's looking good so far. And then these guys, they're not really supposed to say that, but how are they not going to say that? They're not supposed to tell you. They're not a doctor. And then he's like, turn on your side. We get the profile. I want to see how the uh, all the chambers look. So I turn on my side, and I'm looking at my heart beating and beating, and I'm like, holy fuck, that's the only thing that's keeping me going. That's it. That's the thing. I got no control over that thing. I do a little bit. I could try not to kill it. It's unexplainable. Why the fuck is it happening? Why is it just going? I know we're built to go, but it's like, what? Why, what? I was excited and, and fucked up and weird. So he turned on my side. He's looking at the chambers. I'm like, how's that? How's that? And when he put that thing on my chest and um, I saw my heart on the sonogram, I'm, I'm, I, I'm excited to tell you. It's a girl. <laughs> yep, I imagine some of you knew that. It's a girl. Yeah. So I'm the proud uh I'm the proud daddy of a girl heart. Right in my chest. Anyway, all kidding aside, I waited for the doctor to come into the examining room about twenty minutes. He came in, he looked at my cholesterol numbers, he looked at all the test results, and he said that my arteries and my heart are perfect no plaque no hardening all the valves are pumping well everything is a-okay now that is great fucking news he said i can try to exercise and diet away the cholesterol i'm borderline i don't need medicine yet that's what he said 
So what does that mean? That means I can either continue going to doctors to see what the hell's wrong with me and why my body is short-circuiting all over the place or try to change my life in a way that would ease that stuff. Maybe meditate. Perhaps not drink three pots of coffee a day. Maybe one pot. Perhaps not indulge and engage in anxious, crazy energy whenever possible. Perhaps that would help. I don't know, but I'm grateful. The ticker's all right. I'm sure I'll find something else wrong. Maybe it's in my lungs. I don't... Oh, see, I'm already... Everything's good. I'm sorry I put you all through that. Thank you for being there for me. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about this. A couple of women stopped by. There's this uh, Yes All Women art auction and exhibition that's coming up. uh, It's on Saturday, September 19th. It's a fundraiser to benefit the East Los Angeles Women's Center. Uh, There's an online auction uh, that starts this Friday. You can go to yesallwomenart.com for more information on this but i had uh, jesse Askenazi and uh rose mcgowan come in rose mcgowan the actress uh, you may know and jesse is a, a writer and photographer who uh, once did a piece on me and she told me she was uh, working on putting this event together so right now let's go talk to uh to jesse Askenazi and uh, rose mcgowan about this uh this yes all women uh, art auction and show that rose will be um part of it as will many other perform sometimes i wish i paid more attention in school or in some cases any attention at all there are probably a lot of things i could have gotten more out of like literature and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics but luckily for us there's a new podcast called the foxed page that dives deep into the best books of all time this is basically like the best possible college english class but more relaxed and fun no pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now. Now, wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse. Yes, sir. Ashkenazi. Well, it's actually pronounced Ashkenazi. I'm technically Sephardic. Really? If you haven't noticed my Mediterranean nature. I know, but as, okay. <laughs> Jew. Jew. Jewish. High five. Ashkenazi. <laughs> yeah. Rose McGowan, not, not Jew. I have no, uh, no truck in this one. <laughs> no Jew. No Jew. Not a Jew, but you like Jews. I am married to a Jew. They see that? See how that goes? And I had a female feminist rabbi at my wedding. Hopefully. Really? Yeah. Mm. There's, a, there's a few of those around. There's some amazing people. Well, let's talk about this uh, Yes All Women. It started as a hashtag. Is it still ongoing as a hashtag? It does is it still, ongoing. Does it still happen as a hashtag, It happens Jessie? because as life happens, yeah. uh, these... Problems remain. Right, exactly. Many. Issues come to the surface. <laughs> yes. So, yes, it, did, it started as a hashtag. Um, I personally was extremely touched reading women's stories coming in from all over the world and intersectional experiences um, 
in how gender inequality affects yeah. you know each specific people and in the first four days of this the tweets you know use there was about 1.4 million shares wow so, yeah um it was really profound and it was in response to acts of violence um that were perpetuated by misogyny in our culture um so daily it, it is infused and i think it's important for people to realize just how infused in the culture it is from you know children's in child during child childhood development yeah you know game video games rose and i were just talking about this grand theft auto it, the first experience right. some little boy could have or girl yeah mm-hmm. playing grand theft auto yeah and throwing a to, prostitute right you get to buy a hooker then you can actually kill her if you get enough points right so that's your first connection with a woman sometimes and that yes and that uh, that that does not wire the brain well no no and rewiring you know what you know i really want to put forth is just a chiropractic adjustment for the mind mm-hmm. can we hold on one sec yeah. i'm gonna try to get them to shut that thing off for oh a minute. sure anything to make yourself feel better all right so yeah. when i last talked to you jesse you, were, you had uh, you wrote a piece on me a very good piece in the magazine oh why thank you sir. and i appreciate that you took some good pictures and yeah. then you know you you had this brainstorm yeah. this this idea all of a sudden you're like i'm doing a thing <laughs> <laughs> That's often how I react. Um, I, it, I was telling Rose when in the development of this, I was compelled to do it more so than, you know, it wasn't something that I had to think about. It was more I was compelled to and I had to find a way to make this happen. What um, was it that what, that sparked this thing? I've never, you know, in my experience growing up, um, I have never in my life felt as understood about these issues as I have when I saw this outreach from women across the world about these issues. The hashtag. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I just knew that this had to live on and these stories had to continue being shared and my background is in the arts. So I wanted to fuse a way for the art world and community, which is so often uh, revoltingly exclusive, to intertwine with activism and actually benefit women who who really need the help. So we're we're joining with the East Los Angeles Women's Center. So all of the art that's um, going to be auctioned in this event is benefiting these women who um, are survivors of sexual assault and domestic uh, violence. And and, and some of the artists that you got to contribute art? Well, one of my heroes, uh, Barbara Kruger, who is truly revolutionary for women in art and... You know, found us and Rose here is going to yeah. be screening the trailer for her short movie? her her short film that she directed that so. you did last year. Uh, I did it last year, and um, yeah, it's called Dawn, and it's it's a, a powerful, you know, the it's a beautiful film, but there's a strong strong message in there about what we do to young girls, letting them go in society while binding their hands with propriety, and setting it, them forth you... into the world to meet maybe a sociopath, and then mm-hmm. what happens? Binding their hands in... in Not literally, sometimes literally, but no, with like maternal oppression, with societal oppression, Mm -hmm. with... And then what happens when you send a girl out, maybe your daughter, maybe your sister, she leaves your house and she's going out to the world now with no protection and every single thing society and a lot of families have taught them uh, is to be polite and and, and how that can shift your brain and take away your internal warning signal for danger. Right. It's intense. Has that happened to you? Yes, it has. Yeah. Yes, I think it it's happened to all of us. Yeah. To, you a lot to of be us. perfectly fair. Yeah. Everybody. That, there are certain expect- Everybody. There's an innocence to it uh, initially, and then you have initially. expectations, and then you find yourself in a bad situation. It's not even necessarily innocent. Yeah. 
It's just... No, but I mean, go, when you say that you're left out, when you're misled or not led at all uh, by your parents or by society, mm. you sort of go out sort oh. of open-minded like, about something. Like doe-eyed puppy. Right. No, no, you actually have a feeling. You have a feeling. Right. Oh, something. But you know what? Oh, I want to be agreeable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that. Gr- I want to go with flow. Right. There's actually an interview. How bad she could reads. it be? How bad could it be? Yeah. Let me tell you, Mark Maron. Pretty bad. It can be pretty fucking bad. <laughs> it can be pretty bad. Yeah. You know, and so, there's a lot we can do, like men and women, boys and girls, mm-hmm. to combat this and just be aware of it. Right. It's really just awareness and it's little tiny things. Like from a magazine interview, the lead character in my movie reads a magazine interview from, it was a famous actor named Tab Hunter, and he was famously in the closet. And he did an interview, like, advising young girls on what they should act like on a date and what he wants in a date. Uh-huh. And, it, of right. course, In a girl's magazine. Right. And it was written by a publicist, probably. <laughs> um, no, he goes, I like girls that ask questions, but not too many questions. But there's a gay man. Yes. Right. Who's it's, pretending to be a straight man, sure. and he's locked in his own battle. Right. So he has to be, like, oh, over-masculine. A, where, how'd you, where'd you find that to be the seed of the kernel of the thing? Well, I had brilliant writers, and also I'm very. I studied classic Hollywood since uh, I was a young child. Obsessed. Um, scholarly, almost. Actually. With tabloid Hollywood, or uh, both, old? really, all of it. I mean, yeah. I actually have a lot of old Hollywood tabloids, which are horrifying. Right. And um, one of the things they now that's all news. All that news is news. Is no, believe tab- me, Hollywood tabloid. Yeah, it's, it's got to stop. That's on my list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's on the list of enemies list that need of, to be taken down. Of just some chiropractic adjustments. For yeah, the moment. but it, it's. No. It, I, I think it's hard uh, for for men to be empathetic. With, it's hard for me to be empathetic towards them too. To be empathetic towards anybody, it takes a certain amount of of, of open heartedness to really. I, I, that's why our work is yeah. really and your work is important and yeah. people's work is important yeah. people that actually engender and push people to actually feel something yeah. anything you are more likely if if I can push you and I figure out my life's work has been making people feel something whatever it is like smile laughter yeah. hate me whatever yeah. Yeah. you've experienced something I actually actually have to say that I do disagree that that um it's difficult to be empathetic. I think that that is our nature. I think that is part of we our survival. Yeah. No, I think no. You guys have also been raised to not be no. I, right. I think you've that had is your condi- problems too. The conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's conditioning and it's learned. But I do think Fear. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, which but, is um, uh, false evidence appearing real. From I, what I know say. that one. Right, Isn't right. that true? Yeah. Right. Mm. <laughs> but my point is that that is our. That's how we survive as a population, as a species, uh-huh. is is through empathy. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, on someone's deathbed, they're not sitting there thinking about. Uh, you know the the mundane activities that they didn't do that de- that week or whatever it is. The, it is empathy that comes out in those moments, and I think that's at our core. So I mean, we were talking to a woman today who has been through hell. horrors that you can't believe. <laughs> yeah. The other stuff she was naming off, and she said, "I've never been raped." She's like, "I've been beaten with bottles, and I've done this and, and that in relationships." She's like, "I've never been raped," and that was like held up as a point of pride. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and, and and it's pretty fascinating that that has to be a point of pride. And this would be like, a person that you know, hopefully this the, is who we're, the we're, event would 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 benefit. In. Correct. Tell me yeah. ab- about the the shelter that you are are, are going to be giving yeah. the proceeds to. Yeah, so the East Los Angeles Women's Center, they're really phenomenal because they really have this policy that they won't turn anyone away. Mm-hmm. So with the money that they have been able to raise through funding, whatever, um, that's that's all great. But they have run through certain times where they haven't had money or they haven't mm-hmm. had the resources and they will go into their own pockets and take drive a woman themselves to a motel and take her to Denny's and get her food and make sure she has somewhere to go which is really different than a lot of other 
there's so many. Bands. And there's not that many. There yeah. aren't that many. Yeah, and, and, the, and their variety of programs is just, I mean, on everything. They offer everything. Now, Sexual assault, you know. Yeah. They, they go with survivors to mm-hmm. hospitals. They oh, yeah. take them to court. They hold their hand during exams. And this is a private nonprofit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, is the plan ultimately to to get this happening in other cities? And to yeah. Di- Rose and I are talking about this as a movement. Um, yes, all women infiltrating, we want, you know, we want, we're talking about in the future taking it to schools. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to only be within I fancy want, I want this circles. to be global, and yeah. I want it to be, a, and, and this is something men can stand behind, literally an easy hashtag, yes, all women. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, I would, I would ask you if you've ever loved a woman, if you've ever considered a woman, if you've ever experienced to women that you would also consider that maybe we have had a different experience and we could use your help too. A lot of progress needs to happen. A yeah. lot of stuff needs to happen. Yes. Yeah. And it yeah. won't take anything away from you. It's just going to make I, your not, life and people's <laughs> lives more awesome. I, I don't feel threatened at all. <laughs> I That's like right. you. That's great, nice. Mark. I'm just I'm using you, you're, I'm just using you as the... Sure, I'll be the puppet. The, you're the, you're yeah. the, you're the representative I'll, I'll the for all men yeah, well, right I, 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 now. Don't do that to me. In this <laughs> moment, Mark, you're a representative. <laughs> you have testicles, you're men. I can't represent all of them. No. But all right, so you're going to host this event the thing on the 19th i am hosting it so it's like I'm a full Masters night it's like a it's variety a ex- show oh, it's it like, is it's going to be an immersive experience and, and, and a dope experience uh, megan amram is okay. going to be there yeah she is a really good friend and one of the most amazing women that i know she has this great book science for her it's yeah. kind of a take on yeah it's funny books yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So is she gonna read from that yeah, she's or gonna read from that now they, you've got a website that i i inspired you to do okay yeah mark kind of forced me to make a website thank you mark big ideas of like where can people go fine Oh, God. But so, all the information but yes, is it's, there. It's yesallwomenart.com. You can learn all about the artists. You can learn about the East Los Angeles Women's Center. You can learn about everyone involved. And uh, we're really, really excited to push this further to, you know, art obviously has true healing power, I believe. I'm sure you believe. I think yeah. we all believe. Um, there is a true healing power from art. So it's important to integrate that into actual, you know, the, the, the women that, that work at the Women's Center, they are the ones out there. They are doing the dirty work. They right. are working, you know, 24 hours. They are teaching volunteers how to counsel women on the on the other end of the hotline when people call in with an emergency or a crisis. Full range of horrors. Yeah, Full and range. I've answered those calls. I volunteer for the center. That's kind of how it, this also came to be, is my learning experience and the training and the certification to do this volunteer work, you know, changed my life obviously people will say that it's it's a cliche and it's a very true cliche that doing this work will change your life oh yeah yeah being of service is powerful very so the live auction starts on the september 4th 4th for the artwork yeah for the artwork is that that on the website yeah oh good yeah it'll be all on the website everything's on the website mark okay okay the worldwide and the 19th is the live show at dilettante downtown and and also tickets are available on the website. Yes, it's yesallwomenart.com. Yeah. It sounds like a good night. And it's going to be an amazing night. Good. Jesse I'm is glad we an talked amazing about woman, it. and thank you. Thank well, you. thank you, Rose, as, as is Rose. And thank. as are you, Mark. You're also an amazing woman, Mark. You and we are. appreciate I, that I, about I, you. Yes, I all women. It. Yes, all women. Yeah. Woo. I, feel I just made a woo sound on the I'm radio sorry. for the first time in my woo. life. Can someone get me a white limo? Yeah, it's on the way. Thank you. If Uber has it. Thank you, guys. Let me give you that info again. The date of the performance and the date of the live auction is September 19th. Please go to um, Yes All Women. 
Art.com for more. There's also a, a GoFundMe page there, and there's other information about the show. So, uh, so go check that out. Um, I had a fucking blast talking to Lake Bell, and I want you to have one as well. So here we go. Get ready. Me and Lake Bell happening now. Now I have a baby, so like I have... Now you have a built-in alarm system. Yeah, and my... A biological alarm system. And it couldn't get more biological because my boobs literally wake me up. Yeah? They, what, they ache? They are ready. (laughs) (laughs) They're just sort of like, empty me. Yeah. How old is this kid? Like uh, seven years old? She's... (laughs) 10 months old. It's okay. similar. Um, they're both young. Um, You're not going to be one of those people that breastfeeds till like they're I, in, in their teens. I, one doesn't know. I no, hope you fucking know. not. No, I don't. I don't think that that, that is 10 months old. Ten, 10 months old. I mean, basically, you're at luck. Yeah. I did not. I'm a career person. I'm a workaholic. And I didn't think you that know, you're going to have one. I didn't know. You know, I was, really? I, I, I like the idea of it. I never thought I'd get married. Yeah. And, what? I, and that, and How's that, that going? happened too. <laughs> um, it's great. I, yeah. I definitely, I, I felt like if, if I was going to get married, someone was going to have to like fucking like Dude. throw me over their shoulder and be like, we're doing this. Yeah. But I wasn't going to be like, uh, you know, when are you, we which, doing it? You know. <laughs> which um, did you become? Uh, I got thrown over. You I, did. Got, I got thrown over someone's shoulder. <laughs> You're coming um, with me. So, a Southern man. You know what I mean? Like I, uh-huh. I took like a Southern dude. To really? Just be like. How, where's he from? He's from New Orleans. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah. That's like exotic South in a way. And yeah, like it there's is. a lot going on. Oh, it's there. like its own fucking country. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's. It really only... fucking is, man. No, it is. It's you go down there and you're yeah. like we're someplace weird, and there's nothing like it. There is nothing left in this country that really has its own cultural code. Right. You know? Is like, that what it is? I think so. It's a little frightening at first. A little scary because I think we're so used to being like, <laughs> well, I'm you know I'm in America, so I know how to kind of do everything you know from pretty much anywhere you know yeah. and then yeah. you get to new orleans and you're like uh rules don't apply there and you can feel it in the air somehow oh yeah and also like they're a very resilient city and there's a, a sort of pride there for overcoming all that horrible yeah. water and they should carry that pride pretty hard yeah. i think that my husband always says you know it's it's a very unique city because it, it's there's no concept of tomorrow you know, it just is not. That could con- go either way, good or bad. The, it, can the, kind of, it goes bad it. sometimes. There's, there's no concept of tomorrow. Let's just push it. Yeah, and but because of that, there's yeah. no judgment. Yeah. So it's like That's if you are awake at ten because you never went to bed and yeah. you're hammered on the side of the road, you know, right. whatever it is. Sure. That's just a guy living the no no tomorrow yeah. idea, and it's okay, you know. <laughs> um, and then everyone you know starts yeah. playing horns and yeah, everything yeah. sort of just like spontaneously around the guy on the street that <laughs> totally. didn't sleep. By the way, that happens all the time. It does. Yeah. The horns. Yeah. The horns. spontaneous horns. Spontaneous horns. So wait. So where'd you meet this southerner? You know, we we met um, on the show How to Make It in America. I did. Um, that was an HBO. HBO show. Yeah, didn't last that long. Lasted like two years. It was about a bunch of people that were doing things, making pants. They were making pants. <laughs> Are they going to get to make the pants or not make the pants? It, and then it didn't end up <laughs> going through. They, they didn't make the show. We don't know how the pants fared. Listen, a lot of people are like, "Did they make the pants?" <laughs> like they stopped me at the subway. Oh, did, didn't finish it out. <laughs> They, they didn't. They, oh, no, because it was left very open-ended pants. How many did you do? Like eight? We did, Well, we did two seasons, and we did... I don't even fucking know how many we did. Doesn't, I think it doesn't we did matter. Eight. No one can watch them now anyways, it's, right? Well, They're no, gone. they can. Oh, you can? can? Yeah, oh, yeah. well, go then watch I got, them. I did. I, it was the first time I was, like, naked. 
Really? Yeah. On on TV? On, on, on a tele- yeah, which I'm like not squeamish about. Are, are you? I think that the way you positioned that comment after I said you can still watch it, now they're going to go. I know. Yeah. That's how I did is it. That you, is, oh, yeah, I think, I think that's how I did it. Is it a plan? Like, you know what? It actually reminded me. You said, can people still see it? And I know yeah. like, that you're naked. Profoundly so, that people can see it because I still get flack for it. So I guess that's why I was like. You get flack or you get weird emails I, like, hey, Lake, what's up? Your boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those. The, I get this, yeah, get this sure. It's it's less emails directly and is more that, sort of but, like tweeted. But you also did connect that to. Is that how you you and your husband bonded? He came up no, and said, sorry. "Nice job with the <laughs> great tits." Yeah. Um, let's get married. Um, it was more. No, no. He 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 came on uh, the show. Shows about like hipster New York, you yeah, know, man. and um, cool people doing cool things. And and yeah. my character gets a tattoo. And um, my husband is a tattoo, a famous tattoo artist. Famous? He is. He's like, do you have well, one? I, I, I only have this. This is very new. To Where is it? It's, that heart on your knuckle? That's it. He's a genius. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done anything. People don't even know about that, actually. Cause <laughs> it could be a blemish. I know. Well, the other one before that. Look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Jesus. ankle thing? Yeah. Oh, All look. Right. I did this myself when I was 14 in a, in a dorm room. That's just a, oh, it's a school. cross? It's or like a star a plus sign kind of so you did that you read a, a thing on how to ink like jail jail, jail house tattoos yeah, prison and tattoo, yeah. you wrapped it uh, like around a sharp pencil piece of a little like piece of like a needle and then got india ink from the art studio i was at boarding school and i thought i was being really hardcore so, so i did that you just sat in your room poking yourself with fucking a fucking had, needle like i had clientele you really? like i had a little like parlor yeah. so yeah, when at i met the prep school oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah big time yeah, Kil- yeah kilts yeah. and tattoos so time. now instead of teardrop tattoos they just have bad grades like <laughs> c plus dripping C-. from them yeah so you okay so he's you're on set with the guy getting a tattoo <laughs> yeah basically what happened was i saw him and i was like okay i'm yeah. listening you know yeah. um because i saw him yeah. in the uh in the trailer he was yeah. dating someone else at the time i <laughs> i was like okay i didn't know at the time i was being very flirty mm-hmm. and i didn't realize he was mm-hmm. dating someone mm-hmm. Um, and he gave me a, ta- he had to like draw the tattoo on first. Onto your hip you're pointing I, well, to? Well, initially I thought it was going to be on the arm, but right. when I saw that he was a fox, I yeah. was like, I think it should be by my bikini line. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, cause he, especially uh-huh. cause he was like, I have to draw it on first. And yeah. Like, you're like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is so awkward. Of yeah. course he is like, yeah. does this all the day long. Right. You right. Know? Like a doctor. Exactly. Yeah. It's so clinical. Doesn't even notice what, what's right over there. Exactly. Right over there. <laughs> Right, right over next there to the thing. Is, a, is a yeah, yeah. yeah. one of those. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so he he sort of you know he he drew it on and I was like take, you know take, secretly taking pictures of the event. And, yeah. Um, maybe because I knew that you know hopefully one day you know that this would come around and he he actually his like line uh, my line to him mm. basically he mm. had a motorcycle helmet uh-huh. and I. I was like, all right, yeah. noted, because yeah. that's actually one of my superpowers is that I know stuff about cars and whatnot. Really? Oh, yes. yeah. You do a thing. Yeah. And my dad, I grew up with yeah. my car stuff. Oh, really? My dad is a race. He like owns race car tracks. Really? Which is like. So you spent your youth random. at the at the track. Yes. Looking at engines. So I was like, so what do you ride? You know, I was like uh-huh. trying to get in yeah, there. Sure, um, man. And he was like, uh, yeah, it's a Ducati Super Motard. And I was like, cool. Um. You ever take it on the track? And uh-huh. he's sort of like, you're sweet, but like. Right. Didn't um, you drop any engine yeah. knowledge? <laughs> like, no. What you, I, what's in it? No, because what he basically like, he said, uh, I do in, in it locally. And I was like, is it 
is it New Jersey Motorsport Park? And he was like, why do you know those words? And I said, because my dad owns that track. And yeah. he was like. Yeah, little man. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> and, um, and then he was like, schwang. Right. And we're going to be friends for a long time is what he said. Uh, really? Little, yeah, he said, oh. He said, schwang, we're going to be friends for he a long time. He didn't say schwang. I'm going gonna, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead that. and say that. Yeah, yeah I added that just, okay. just now. Actually. But you did drop some like track knowledge and like, you know, did you say like, what are some words you would say to a guy who rides on the track? Like, what's your time? <laughs> I wouldn't go that route, but I would be, I, I think, because obviously, like, I'm not an engineer, or like, I don't fucking know how to, fi- like, I can't fix your engine for you. Because even when I wrote my column about it, like, it's more about the experience. So uh-huh. It's like kind of an experiential um, relationship to cars and, you know, what I like, what I think sexy or yeah. what I think's funny or, yeah. you know, it's that. Well, did you see my, uh, my 2015 uh, black Camry hybrid across the street. Look, solid car. Right. Gets you to the the, the A to B. My mother was not happy. <laughs> Why? I don't know what the fuck is wrong with her. She decided that I have like uh, some money and I should get a nice car. And you're, I very, told, you're very smart. You got a car. Practical. That, yeah, you have. It's got great gas mileage. And I like the way it looks. It's got leather seats. What the fuck do I need, man? It's That's a all you really, need. right. That's all you need. I drove a Beamer. I wasn't impressed. I can't tell the difference. Yeah. I mean, like, if you wanted to... Feel that... Yeah. Uh, if you want a little torque in your life, then you might have to go elsewhere. See, but. that's the thing about the torque. I took it out. I've only had it a week. I took it on the highway last night, and I was kind of pushing it. Yeah. And uh, it was okay, but it felt like it was like, oh, no, here we go. Like the- <laughs> like nervous? <laughs> nervous torque? A little, like, a little, uh, a, a little tense about it. Like, <laughs> oh... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, there are some cars that are so confident with yeah. their torque that yeah. I get nervous. Yeah, like, I'm nervous. Right, they're so grounded, like, yeah. all right, you wanted this, here, here we, we go. go. So yeah. when was the first time you got on your, your, your guy's bike and you were like, yeah. First date. First uh, date, he came, I was so the nervous. Ducati? Yeah, it was the Ducati. Mm-hmm. And, um, Do you have another bike, too? Uh, he he did, but now we have the baby. He's like kind of like some, the ba- bikes are kind of waning. Like we don't go on the bike anymore. <laughs> That's smart. I did, just because it is so damn fucking dangerous. Yeah, you don't want to die. It, when are you gonna deny? I don't want him to die. Sure. You know any of us? I don't want any of us no to one, die no or dying. get maimed. No, no maiming. So even. no more bikes. So you, you get married in oh he's southern. You did you get married in? We New went or- to New Orleans. Yeah, and it was a whole. Was a he's whole got a lot time. of friends with beards. <laughs> So many, there were so many tattooed, it was just like a sea of tattooed folk. And then just like my parents from, you know, the Upper Mm -hmm. East Side. um, And then, and then like the comedy world, you know, so it was a really eclectic. Who of my friends were at your wedding? Well, I mean, like Rob Corddry was my officiant. What does that mean? He, he, oh, he married you guys? That must have been fun. It, well, you know, what's so interesting is like, what, in the he got the Universal Church thing? He, I don't know what like mm-hmm. credentials he has. I just believed him. Um, but he, <laughs> um, but he actually, he was so generous and loving and sweet, and wasn't hilarious. He was very, very honest and real. Really, because you he's a great father and 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 husband. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a solid guy. I like that guy. I haven't talked to him in a long time. But you did. You were on all the children's hospitals. Yeah, like we started. Everyone. Yeah, we started as a web series. Um, but where'd you meet him? Warner Brothers. We did What Happens in Vegas together. The um, movie. Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. like Cameron and Ashton and then their like sort of quirky counterparts yeah, and best that, friends right. was Rob Cordry and Lake Bell. Right. And then we had to, in that movie, kind of full on like hate each other and then make out. And so we had this like insane tour of 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 sort of like comedy silliness yeah together. yeah oh so you did the like the junkets together and stuff yeah exactly we were just and you got to know together. each other and he was like this chick's yeah. funny 
Yeah, there exactly. And then it sort of started that that trend of like, hey, do you want to be on my thing? Hey, do you want to be in my thing? The comedy you know, world. That sort of like, yeah. The that, comedy circuit. Yeah, that sweet because network. Because before that, you were just like actress person? Yeah, like dramas. I went to drama school in England. I, you know, studied Hold on, hold on. Let's just, we're not going to just blow all of that. Oh, we're okay, just not going to blow through that. All right. Now, now, now we have to, I have to backload oh, stuff. Okay. No, no. See, there's a lot of things that we just blew over. For instance, your father owns racetracks. <laughs> Who the fuck is your father? His name's Harvey Siegel. I've never asked it that way. I've never asked it that way. I usually <laughs> he would love more. that. He'd like the assertiveness. Tough Jew? Yeah, he's a Jew. Yeah. I, he would like to think of himself as tough. We but all do. Yeah. <laughs> There's a certain type of Jew that's sort of like, you're not going to be the accountant composer Jew. You're more stocky. Perhaps there's some hair on the chest, not much on the head. Yeah. He, he okay, so this is- Harvey Siegel, but though. Harvey that's Siegel full on Jew. But Harvey Siegel is live- yeah. Okay, he's actually just for visual. Not stock. He's sort of a lithe dude mm-hmm. because he's a race car driver. Like he he enjoys racing. He's an amateur race uh-huh. racer, but he enjoys that, right? So Wait, he was like, always that? He always loved to 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 race. He's a fast Jew. He's a fast Jew and wow. he's got a big old head of hair. Nice. White. Still. Though. He's been like he's been like silver. He's been the silver fox since he was like 20. So this he falls into the 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 column of fortunate Jews with uh lithe and 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 all his hair. Yeah. I mean he's got a great nose. Like let's not. Right. No, I mean, no, no. Yeah. That's fine. That that's that doesn't that's not that doesn't count as a negative yeah, in no, the Jew columns. The yeah, the the nose you, you you make exception for all noses. Oh, yeah, but yeah. having hair and not being fat Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Look, yeah. <laughs> starting strong. So he, he like married my mom, who was a nineteen-year-old model. Really? Yeah. Who was at thirty-seven? So you know that's when he was he thirty-seven. Started. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's got game. He's got mad game. Yeah. And you have siblings? Uh, yeah. I've got. He had two babies with that woman, yeah. my mama, and then. Um, he then remarried um, when he was 47. He married a 22-year-old named Sharon, and she's my stepmom. And he had two other kids with her. So this is like, uh, uh, this is a, like, you know, a fuck that Jew. <laughs> like, yeah, like, a, like I'm just going to do what I want to do, Jew. He's one of those Jews. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to do what he's going to yeah. do. I don't know if you kids will understand this, but I'm going to make some decisions that will drastically change your life so you can get on board or not. Totally. I'm going to take off now. But, you know, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's like a workaholic guy. You mm-hmm. know, he was not the most present dad necessarily and kind of made some weird choices. But but as a as a, a dad now and kind of a friend, he's cool. Grandpa. He's very, yeah. He's a great grandpa. Good grandpa. That's, that's what happens, right? When parents are, you know, kind yeah. of eh, made okay decisions when they were parents but mm-hmm. then they become grandpa. Sure. And and they're they and you're expected to forgive them and then watch them be nice to your child the way they weren't to you. Right. And in a way I kind of I allow it. Yeah. You know, even dad he would he sort of arrived a little later in my life as like, "Hey, you're doing cool stuff, kid." You yeah, know, yeah, kind of right. thing. Sure. Sure. Initially it was like, "You right. didn't do that by yourself." Right. You know. Yeah. Especially when I wrote the car call on me when yeah. I was a little bit um, oh, really? isn't that weird? Yeah. That they're, like they're so. I don't know if it, it's a weird mixture of selfish and maybe a little bit of threatened. That like that sort of. I think that narcissistic parents somehow see you as just another appendage of them. Yes. And then all of a sudden they realize like it's not connected anymore, and they seem to be doing something yeah. that I should acknowledge as their own. Yeah, it's it's a weird shift. <laughs> it and is. I under I you know I'm very respectful. Thinking just thinking of my daughter, I'm like okay, I don't want that 
kind of right <laughs> that pattern to to continue. But even in in sorry, to, I'm going to bring up another Go whopper. Ahead. But in in a world, there's a father daughter competition story at the at the crux of it. I know. I watched it. Yeah, I saw that one. I saw your movie. Were you going to come on here before? Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, a while and, back. And that whole you know father daughter competition story was something that I was investigating personally too. You know, I was, I was sort of. I like that movie. It was a good movie. You, you did a good movie. I'll I'll give you. I'm proud of you. Good Thank for you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. My dad was proud of it, but he and he didn't seem to notice that. You know, there was some. Really, he didn't notice the kind oh, of. He was. Oh, really? Yeah. So, but it's fine. I mean, I think it was most. Well, no, that's probably better because he would have taken it personally. Yeah, and, and I didn't want that anyway. So. Right. But that, what's that guy's name who played your dad? He's so Fred, good. Fred Melamed. What a tr- what a trip, man! Oh, he's so. He's good. like such the classic Jew. He he's that guy. He's, Is he really that guy? No, I mean he's the nicest man. You yeah, know, and, yeah, and. The character he plays, Sam Soto, in my movie is, you know, he's a little unsavory, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. and um, obviously to be in th- in the throes of serious competition with your 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 progeny and uh-huh. feeling insecure about that is not yeah. that great. I, I, of an my dad's like that with me, and, and he's the doctor. It's got nothing to do with anything. I, interesting, it's a right? Personal, yeah, it's that weird thing. It's a it's a narcissistic thing. I think so too. I think it's also it's just good old fashioned insecurity. Yeah, right, which would be, uh, right, I, I think so. Like, did I do, uh, you know, it's like looking, it, it, it's for this weird thing. And I wonder, because my, my brother and my dad sometimes, when they raced back in the day, you mm-hmm. know, they would both be on the racetrack. Mm-hmm. And that's inherently a competitive right. place right. to be. Yeah, And, um, you know, seeing my dad, even if my brother made a faster time, yeah, you know, he gave my brother a picture of them on the on the track, yeah, and and it was him in front of <laughs> my brother, the one you know, moment. going over this, right, yeah, this right, yeah. one, this one little S, uh-huh. and it's like like father like son, uh-huh, you know, yeah, and uh-huh. um, my brother's like, huh, you know, and I was like. Really? Like, couldn't you just give maybe, it to him? Yeah, just like let him have that. Like, what does it matter? And isn't it great that you're, you know, so that that theme and that idea that your your um, your parents couldn't be proud of you for your accomplishment and actually goes even further, but actually in competition with you and feeling insecure about it. That is really compelling to me yeah i guess that their generation of jews were the last ones to you know their parents were proud if they did better than them we want our children to be more successful than us that ended with that generation (laughs) all right we were more successful but you little fuckers can't beat us right fuck you yeah that's interesting i never thought about that yeah because that was sort of the thing with that first generation of jews were sort of like we just want our kids to to do better than us yes and uh, it's interesting it's not it's not dissimilar from like ladies in success mm-hmm. for instance in this business and also yeah. other businesses but like i think that what you just said reminds me um of how sort of women right we're like why aren't there more women helping other women you know right because women i guess are, have been successful for a littler amount of time just right. historically mm-hmm. so it's like if they've gotten to the point of success in something it is a little harder and not as intuitive to like to be like, come on, kid, I'll help you. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like, you do it. I did it on my own. Right. You know, kind of looking, looking right. down in that way. And also, like, and again, that threatened thing. I don't think anybody's really that secure, certainly in, in the business world. Yeah. Unless you really get to a position. Like, you, people are so, uh, and I'm sure it happens with women, uh, but I mean, in general, they're like, 
they don't want to vouch for anybody. Yeah. Or be associated, unless they really have some some uh, confidence and they're grounded in their thing. That's what I mean. I think, oh God, you know, I think I've worked hard to kind of surround myself with people who don't have that problem mm-hmm. because right. that's really a bummer to live with yeah it's it is just, it's insidious yeah and it's just if especially what we do it's like we're super lucky you know to I've do i've been hearing that a lot lately but that we're lucky yeah and i like i don't know if i ever, ever really noticed it before because i'm such an ungrateful fuck sometimes because i'm so busy going like what happens now where are we at right what, what am i doing now this is it I know it is. And God damn it. It is good. It's pretty man. good. But like the last three guests have been like, we we are so fortunate to be able to do this ridiculous thing that we do. Well, it is. I mean, like, like what would you want to, like, what would you do? Like, what what's the know. other thing that I, you would do? You know? You know, I'd probably, you know, maybe teach at a thing. And you, is that, what? <laughs> I mean, in a way, look, okay. I, I, I. Is that what? Is that going to make me happy? Yeah. It's like, what, are you, I mean, I don't know. No, I, it's, uh, that's, that's behind do me. Do you now. feel happy? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I, <laughs> you are convincing. No, 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 no. I, I, there's a lot of things that are happy. Do you ever feel like if you <sighs> all of a sudden were happy that somehow you wouldn't be an artist anymore? No, it's not that. I, I think that it's deeper than that. It's not about art. I think that if, if I was somehow happy that it would be something completely unfamiliar to me and it would feel a lot like jumping out of a plane. Right. Yeah. No, I feel like that with friends who are, have been perpetually single. They don't want to find someone almost because mm-hmm. to like what's more brave to kind of like date around mm-hmm. or to like wholeheartedly be like, I love you. Right. The you wholehearted know? thing. Like I'm just going to fucking be scary and jump out of a plane and be like, I'm all in. Like, yeah. where, where, do you want to meet me here or what? Yeah. Like, you, that's so much more scary. Did you do that to uh Yeah. To, was, Scott, I learned right? that from Scott. Oh, really? Yeah, like that whole he trip. He said that to you? Because he's, he's, you know, he's all tattooed. Do yeah. you think he's like, kind of cool? No, no. Okay. Um, no, just from like neck down. Wow. Okay. Um, But he also has my name, like this, nine days after we met, he has a huge- Nine days. Yeah. Nine days after he, you met him, he Perfect put- Perfect example of jumping off the plane. Like- well, I think that uh, that seems a little bit manipulative to me. <laughs> but if you feel the hey, other... no pressure, but check it out. <laughs> you know what? He didn't I've even known you a week. He didn't even tell me either. So right. he just oh, so that's of... cool. Yeah, Is yeah. It... So you grew up in where? Um, I grew up in New York City. Right in New York had... City. Yeah, With I'm the... like one of those people. <laughs> was your mom a big model? My mom, my mom was a, a really successful model, but she, you know, not to the point where you're like, oh, your mom's Jerry Hall. You know, it wasn't like that. But around but... that yes. time, yes, around that time. Wow. Yeah. So your dad at that time, what was he doing that got him in these circles of like Studio 54, I'm thinking? Well, unfortunately, you know, my dad being more on the end of Lascivious Mm -hmm. um, was at a college mixer at Finch and met my mom. Um, you know, he was like at a he was a thirty seven year old at a college mixer, and and locked eyes with my mom and saw her, and she was nineteen. And what 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 was he doing at a college mixer? Did was that his thing? Objects, I think. Yeah. Just going. He. I think look, he was like he had like a you know a fast car outside and like. He just, but then you know, then my mom, who's like a, a like a consummate kind of nerd, you know, she's sort of one of those beautiful, yeah, they, a lot of them are women, yeah. yeah who she's like, she's a model, but she read War and Peace in yeah, an afternoon. Yeah, you yeah. know, my mom's like one of those, yeah, you know, right, sure. Um, and uh, she still remains to be so f- fucking beautiful inside right. and out, yeah. and um, has lived a million lives in different chapters. She's sort of inspiring that way, yeah. Um, and yeah, so he just was like, who are you uh-huh. and then once he got to know her he was like i'm gonna marry this bitch right yeah 
Anything. With that sort of that Jewish focus, yeah, that Jewish focus. Yeah, you come at it sort of like I, He's I like, can. This is... We're not supposed to have those. Yeah, therefore I will have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was like, you know, blonde, blonde hair, ice blue eyes. You know. Oh yeah. So, so, oh, sort wow. of a wafy, yeah. sort of beautiful. And that lasted angel. a decade. It lasted um, enough to get two babies out. Yeah. And your bro- and that's your brother. My brother, I've got an older brother, Luke. Um, yeah. yeah. What's he do? He he does sliding wall partitions, like sliding doors, like That's sort of high end architectural sliding doors. Yeah, he's got an amazing company that does these beautiful that does doors. architectural. Doors. He's the door guy. He's the door guy, and he even says he's like, "I'm the door guy." <laughs> he loves it in New York. In New York, yeah. And you ne- and you never moved out here. I moved out here for yeah. I was here for ten years, um, but then I just moved back to New York. But yeah, I I, I went to you know as I said. I oh, went let's to go to the Jamaic school. school. You went to boarding school at a, like a fancy prep school. Yeah, I went like to, with the outfit. With the outfit. Okay. Well, actually, when I was a little girl, I went to Chapin, which on the Upper East Side, which right. had the outfit, the like okay. the kilt thing. That sure. You, yeah. Um, and the tunics, and then um, went to. I moved to Vero Beach, Florida, for a few years with my mom because her and her chapters, a lot of chapters. What the fuck was down there? She was married to this guy, um, Gilbert Schaefer, who's amazing. He was my stepfather my whole right. like childhood. Yeah, and he wanted to move to Florida, so we went to the smallest town. I yeah. mean, like Vero Beach, Florida, is on the map for a couple reasons. One, the Dodgers train there. Yeah. B, um, it's also a surf community yeah and then see uh al-qaeda trained at the flight school in vero beach right. Florida. so it was all of a sudden on the map because of right. 9-11 and that was right know, not great and now they've had to fight back with the no but the dodgers but the dodgers yeah, 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 and yeah. then the dodgers left there and then so now it's like surfing i don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we're like that's everywhere in florida how many times were your parents married um mom three times dad, she's on her third or she's twice. out she's on the third okay yeah and it leveled off Leveled off. She now lives in the farm and like gardens a lot. And on the farm, still, she lives like in a, in a, on farmland. Like a, really, yeah, in Connecticut. Really, yeah, nice. She went from like you know supermodeling yeah. and you know Upper East Side yeah. and then supermodeling manic Jew and then exactly to, to Florida to what Florida. Um, old money, uh, Cleveland man mm-hmm. um, who old was man? a wine connoisseur oh, okay. and um, uh, and merchant, mm-hmm. and then. Um, and then now is living in Connecticut with um, a nice man named Paul. Nice. Yeah. It wound up with just a guy named Paul. A guy named Paul. And a farm. And he's great. Okay. Yeah. And your dad's on his second or Dad's out? on the second, but th- that's like my stepmother since I was two. Right. So that's Sharon. That's right. That's my Sharon. And everybody got along. No. <laughs> I like how you're just like, and I want it to be that way. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find. No, there's like, I mean, of course, there's just so much like arbitration and like, you know, the courtrooms and. How old were you when you were like 10? I was two when they got divorced oh, okay. and it just like, yeah. it was just a mess of, of like custody and, and name changing and. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's like. It leveled off though and they were all, both, everyone was in your life. Now and... everyone's cool. Yeah. Now. I think it's like the p- kids end up being parentalized you know they kind of take on the we've got to fix everything kind of you know did we're you like, have that yeah my brother and i were like the uh, hub of, of corrections the in-betweens the yeah. middle people yeah the, the middle what, and you'd have like a little little uh confabs about it is that the right word where you'd be with your brother's like all right so dad's like acting like fucking idiot yeah and now we, we got to figure out how to tell mom exactly but there would be so much shit like growing up they would always be like this was what i loathe um is the you know, don't tell your mom that I'm in town because, you know, there's so much like, 
don't tell your father that we're going to. Th-. I'm like, <laughs> who cares? We're not like CIA. Like, it doesn't matter that we're in town. Who cares? They, you know? They, they, well, the, the weird thing is, is like, and I know this is my parents are divorced and they have been for years and they, you know, my dad's a nutbag, but, but there's always this weird, whatever was there to begin with is still sort of there. So all that shit is, is loaded. Right. You, you know, they, they want to still feel connected somehow. Interesting. So are they remarried? No. Oh yeah. Well, my dad's been remarried a long time, but my mom's sort of like, so what's your father doing? Right. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. Right. It's like what? Yeah. How can that not go away? Of course. How could that go away? Yeah. Mom's nineteen, and you know what I mean. I know. I mean, I just yeah. I wish I was a fly on the wall. I mean, there's so much that, you know, I started. I start to appreciate it now. You know, now that I have a baby, and I'm looking at. You know, it's like, thank God that we all have our babies kind of later in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like w- yeah. a lot of me and my friends were all sort of like older parents. And I think. How old are you? I'm 36. Yeah. So it's like, at least you're like, yeah, you're old. <laughs> no, but it is, it's better. I think that you have perspective in a way that's like, if I had a fucking baby at like 20, 26, it's yeah. just. Yeah. It's. People do not, that. I know. And but, younger. My, my, how old, So your mom was like 20? She was for the first one twenty one, yeah, second one right? twenty seven, and right. then. Oh, that's a big difference between you and your brother, huh? Yeah. And the step brothers and sisters you get along with. Yeah, yeah. The, that is like the greatest gift of there's it. Just which two. Is just there's two. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I have this like huge family, but there's two um, younger sisters, and then I have half um, or step brothers from that marriage, the Florida marriage. Yeah. I consider them like part of my team. Even though they're not together anymore, they're still, you're yeah, still. Yeah, because if you spend enough time. And with you're still in touch with them and Yeah, stuff? totally. You, you do the prep school thing. You're prep smart. Thing. You're pretty. <laughs> you, you know, you're, are you modeling? Um, I, in, when I was in London at drama school, I had a, a, a bout of it just because it's the only thing you can do without a national security number. Right. Like, um, in terms of making money. And uh-huh. I was like, I was. You know, I'm not, I wasn't this lithe thing. My mom was a waif, you know, yeah, she yeah. was a model. Yeah, okay? right. I had more stuff. And yeah. so I couldn't do high fashion or anything, but I could do like some, you know, mediocre modeling gigs, which yeah. I did. And yeah. I remember being like a fucking like promotional girl, you right. know, like at at, at like events <laughs> yeah. where you, yeah. they give you some, hey, kid, you know, yeah. actually right. it was right. in England. So I'd be like, all right. Oh, right, put this on. Yeah, put and this on, hold this. Hold this thing, talk tell people, people whether, you know, <laughs> yeah. where the loo is or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, and and that was, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I did. I was like, yeah, it's over here. I and what drama school was it? Um, Rose Bruford College of Speech and Drama. Why that one? Because they had a BA honors. Like, my dad didn't like the idea of me getting a diploma. So, you know, like... What does that mean? Like, it, it's just the idea. But I know, who cares, right? But the idea that if, in case the acting thing doesn't work out, you know, it's like, oh, I want you-, you to have something to show for it. Like a Bachelor of Arts. Okay. So this was the, the conservatory that offered an actual academic Bachelor of Arts, which, by the way, we did jack shit. And how was that cool? It was great. I mean, it's like, it was like... Uh, fucking no frills mm-hmm. you know i lived above a fish and chip shop in the middle of sid cup which is like in england if you said sid cup people would be like oh my god how oh, that happened yeah. you know it's really you know and you were there for four years i was there for four years and really yeah and so that those were my formative kind of college years was in england so huh. yeah so but you know i don't know uh it's one of those things. I don't think you have to go to drama school in order to be a good actor or anything. It just, no, no, it's yeah. just an endurance test at one point. But you, you know? do have certain skills. You have a composure. Do you know, like, yeah. if you... Well, I mean, I think that's the difference. I mean, a lot of actors I talk to, uh, 
when it comes right down to it, they have a sort of a hard time necessarily describing what it is that they do or how they do it. Right. But there are some cats that are really kind of, uh, kind of, I don't know if the word is utilitarian or like they're just they're they're working actors. They've got their craft in place. Like you talked to someone like Cranston, you know, who you know came up in the studio system. His dad was a studio system actor, like, mm-hmm. a, and he's it's like a job, right? And he's got his you know his the way he does it. He sees himself as a working you know like a working class almost, right? But then there are other people that are just sort of like I don't know. You just either you have a knack for it or you don't, and you kind of pretend, which is true. I think it's sort of like an amalgamation of both because. But you speak so nicely, and you made a movie about speaking in a way, so <laughs> that that you must have learned how to do that. Like my mouth is a fucking mess. I have rolling L's. I lisp, and my jaw doesn't meet. It's a disaster. But you're super aware of everything, which is kind of amazing, right? Like right. you're so aware of yourself. Yeah, I can't stand it. There's nothing I can do about it. If I get a W and an L together. Like howl, I had to say howl a bunch of times before. It's difficult. Howl, Cause, yeah, because my L's are sort of like W's. I used to kind of like have a symbol, a sibilance, a little bit. You know, a little bit of, you know, a little yeah. bit of that, and then I kind of worked through it. Because what I love about the voice, and yeah. why I'm so obsessed with it, uh-huh. um, and what yeah. you learn at drama school, yeah. um, is you know that the, all these muscles are workable, like in the way that we do physical therapy to shift our body, yeah, right? Um, and repair our body. You can you can do that with your voice. And what about movement? Um, and I love fucking movement. I dork out to all this shit. But so you you did though. But that training oh, means something. Yeah, man, I was so into it. But I also was kind of a sponge for that kind of dorky stuff. Yeah. But, um, sword play. Sword play. I did all dancing. that. Dancing. Yeah. I mean, just like rapier, yeah. jagger, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I don't get to do that as much uh, anymore. Really, not much sword play. Not much sword play, <laughs> <laughs> but I did get pregnant, and that happens. Oh, oh, come on, good one. Uh, but, so you do that for four years, and you come back here. Um, so I did that for four years, and then I went straight to uh, Los Angeles, where it was like, all right, kid, next. You know, it was very. I had just done "Tis Pity She's a Whore," yeah. you know, like a Jacobean play. Yeah. You know? And um, and then all of a sudden I was like, uh, I did, uh, I got, I don't know, I remember I did my first job out of the gate, not many people know, this is very horrible, and I told um, Rob Hubel about it, because we did that show, The Shit Show, yeah. you know, it used to be, but it's a horrible, horrible movie um, called Slammed, and I play just like a booby girl who, like with other kind of, I mean, this is like, like with like girls who would do porn, you know, right. like. Um, where I, I'm just like the comic relief in a, and I'm horrible in it. Like I'm just the worst actor. But you, but you were like, it's the first job. Oh, so exciting. I thought this was my mystic pizza. I was like, I've arrived. You know what I mean? I was like, (laughs) um, but, and you know, I remember having, they wanted me to audition for like the girl, Mm -hmm. you know, the one that's like, Hey Chad, like what's going on with us? You know? And I was like, insisted on auditioning for the like kind of comic relief person and I did this whole shebang and and, the, and they were like who it was such a dodgy group of people and um you know of course I got it I was so jazzed to be there and there was one scene where I'm like you know like hey, we're gonna get your boobs to bounce and then he's gonna drop salsa on you you know I mean it's just like the worst <laughs> like but I was so like unfettered optimism about it sure. you know? and then um 
And then shortly after that, I started to, you know, I was like a cocktail waitress for a while and then a hostess. And then I got um, uh, War Stories, which was like me and Jeff Goldblum and I played a, a, a journalist mm-hmm. um, in a backdoor pilot, which became kind of a TV movie type thing. So, so that was your first role. And then you're a hostess and a waitress. And then the big break was. was I mean, I that's the thing. It's like I've never fizzle, had. Yeah, right. I'm like a not fizzle, but maybe like slow step. But you up. did episodics. I did episodics. I did TV for a while. I yeah. did, always was on a TV show on the air. You know, you're like, always on. Yeah, like because you were good. It was like mismatch, and then Boston Legal. Yeah, and, and then fucking what else? I don't know. When was the first oh. movies? When did you get tied then, in with the comedy people? When then it was What Happens in Vegas. It that was changed it. My life. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Everyone I, was like, "Who's this funny chick?" Yeah, and then it was kind of like. Mm-hmm. Or just it, you know. Again, I'm not like it's like you're not. You're clearly not like sitting across from Cameron Diaz right now. You know, like I feel that I am comfortably and so sort of like I love the trajectory for yeah. me because I'm like, oh, I still go on the fucking subway. You know what I mean? And I can live my life, and then also I'm a constantly working person. So. Right. Um, but occasionally you get to like, hey, you that Yeah, oh, uh, did we? Yeah, and yeah. then, uh, you know. Then it goes away. And then it goes away. And it's always respectful or, you know, it's like, I never know what someone's going to say. They're like, oh, you're, they never know my first name. No, you know? no. It, it's occasional, yeah. only recently maybe. Right. You know, but usually it's just like, oh, uh, uh, I don't even. Uh, and then the, you tell them like, you tell them like um, what happened in Vegas. They're like, no. Yeah, exactly. And then you're just like, <laughs> But they'll be like, in another world. And I'm like, eh, it's close. Sure. <laughs> or made America you yeah. know, or something. Yeah, just, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then, or the, I hate when people say, oh, um, what do I know you from? Right. Because I'm like, well, I, think, I don't know the your, I don't know what you like, what your arsenal of iTunes. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. You can't. It's hard to answer. Like, you don't want to spend too you. much time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but when did the, um, like, I'm trying to figure out when you sort of got integrated into the comedy I, world. I think you, it's honestly did Children's Hospital. Because what about David Wayne's thing? You did a Wayne Days. Yeah, but that was like brief. I, I mean, I, that, I only did one Wayne Days. It was really just Children's Hospital. Because what happened right. was, you know, I did What Happens in Vegas. And then, um, you know, Cordry and I became pals deeply from that um, experience. And then he started, He, I think it was one of the first people that was on Children's Hospital. With oh, him. I see. So the, you ran yeah. through that and then you, all this other stuff was sort of happening simultaneously, exactly, really. Exactly, exactly. So you did Children's Hospital and that ran for a while, years. Seven years. We're still doing it. Right. You know, all of a sudden it was like I was playing a comedy, a comic. Right. Kind of. And now you're like a comedy person. And now I'm a comedy Jack Horseman, What Hot American Summer. That's like, that's like a comedy graduate school. Yeah, I mean, basically. Yeah. You're point. like, you're in with the... <laughs> <laughs> but see, Children's Hospital kind of functions in that way, too. Like, I feel like every year we all come together and yeah. it's like comedy camp. Right. And we all get paid seven dollars. But we're, we show up, you know, and now I direct I direct them each year, even though this year I didn't get to because I'm in pre-production on this other thing. But like, you know. And, and you have a big movie coming out, right? That's why yeah, you're here. So no escape. Time. Yeah. <laughs> not talking about it. But no escape is not a comedy. With so Owen a, Wilson, yes, but so it's me and Owen, but there's no there's no laughs. <laughs> Why'd they do that to you? You know what? I think it's kind of smart casting because you've got it lulls the audience into like, well, shit can't get that bad, mm-hmm. and then it gets that bad. Bad. It's so bad. Like the the shit that happens is so level ten, and then a level eleven. I mean, there's just le- it's it's so good though. Honestly, like I'm so thankful <laughs> that it's not. 
you know, the kind of thing where I have to come out and like promote sort of something like, I don't believe in. Sure, sure. But it's 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 fucking good. I don't usually watch movies like that. I have yeah. to admit. What kind of movie? A thriller. It's not the kind of thing where all of a sudden, you know, we're like a family, and all of a sudden we know fucking kung fu. It's like if Owen and I were married and this happened, it's like we're it's kind of a mess. You know, we're yeah. messy. It's, yeah. it's you got to figure shit out in a way that's very hyper hyper real and. The children aren't props, you know, right. that thing of kind of like, let's get the kids too. you know, you like know their names. It's Lucy and Breeze. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, you know how they feel about things. So it's menacing. This it, thing. It's just like, oh, it's so stressful because. Is there one guy causing the trouble? It's, we get caught in a, um, a sort of government uh, coup. So like rebels sort of overthrowing their government. And it's, it's something that actually was, was attempting to happen in, in the middle of, um, you know, in Thailand when we were shooting it. So d- while we were shooting um, this fucking movie, mm. they had to regulate when we did our riots uh, mm. scenes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it's Could Chiang Mai, Thailand, and it might have been misconstrued that something was going on. It's like on. Apocalypse Now in the Philippines. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, was, it was volatile. So when did you start directing stuff? You know, I had been writing for for many, many years, but kind of closeted. I didn't mm. want to be an actress who, like, was working on a screenplay with right. a, nothing to show so for So you didn't it. talk about it. Never talked about it. Right. And, um, and then I presented this first script to my agents that I had co-written with this girl who I sort of, like, you know, worked with and sort of got a – it was four years of work. And it was a college-level course in screenwriting. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, like, great working with her because yeah. I was all dialogue and, like, ooh, what if this happens? And yeah. kind of, like, improvising with myself. And she was, like, structure. Yeah. So we were a great team, but then that all sort of dissipated, and there was dissipated like, hostily. Um, in a unfortunate way, yeah, mm-hmm. because it just was. It was one of those things where um, I think there's so much energy when you work with someone, mm-hmm. and you're like, people, you care so much. We almost became too dependent on each other, mm-hmm. and then um, you know, even personal life too. Mm-hmm. And then once that starts to get weird, then it's hard to think about. You know, when you make a movie. It's like years of your life, you know, and if there was distrusting measures Mm -hmm. there, then why Mm. move forward? Mm -hmm. So I kind of killed it. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, but anyway, so after that, I then started to write on my own. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was inspired to write by myself. And that's when I started writing in a world and I presented it to my agents. They then were like, look you should direct this shit. And I was like, I'm not directing, ha- having never done anything before. I think right. that's really irresponsible. Right. And I am too, I just don't have the audacity to do that. And um, they said, well then, you know, Billy Lazarus, my agent was like, then fucking write and, write and direct a, a, a short film. Right. And so I did. And that was Worst Enemy and it went to Sundance. Yeah. And did really well there. And then so after that sort of validation, I then was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to You direct. can do it. And then when In a World got in, um, you know, and I, <laughs> I mean, the, the sort of energy and, and, and love and success that I got from yeah. In a World really did change my life vastly. Yeah. I mean, it won the um, screenwriting award at Sundance, which was vastly unexpected. Um, you know, it just was like... Uh, and it's exciting. It's a big thing over there. Yeah. Yeah. When just... the buzz at Sundance, it's like, it, and you're in that weird little world with everybody in the business is there. Yeah. And there's stars everywhere that you don't know are there. It's like, what is that? Who's yeah. that coming out of the bathroom? <laughs> totally. Yeah. 
like, oh, shit. Are they just here for a day? Does anyone know they're here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, 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 it was really special. And all my friends were in it. You know, it was just like the movie just fucking was the be all end all. Yeah, I liked that movie. Thank you. I did. You know, and I don't, I wouldn't say it. I didn't want to have to yawn and be like, watch a movie and be like, oh, no. No, it's It's a good movie. It's so very heartfelt and it makes you, it's emotional. And, you know, Dimitri Martin's tolerable in it. And, He's great in it. Yeah, he's, he's great. great yeah, and you know, Cordry is amazing and yeah. very honest. And yeah. Michaela yeah. Watkins, who you just I love her. Out. She's like one of my best friends, and she's in it. And yeah. Tig Notaro, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Nick Offerman. And, yeah, yeah everyone's Stephanie in there. Allen. Everyone's in there. Yeah. Stephanie Allen. Yeah, I mean, Cameron's got a little cameo in there. Yeah. She, um, uh, Eva Longoria, you know, I just yeah. threw it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you stacked it up. Yeah. You're like, this is uh, like a, a cast of stars. I was just like, yeah. But I didn't even, with Cameron, I didn't even, I said to her, I was like, I. You guys are buddies? Yeah, she's a really good friend of mine. And I was like, I do not want to, you know, I didn't want the credit right, to, be to be there. Because Cam- I, yeah. I just didn't want to. Right. Like, you didn't like, want to look like that person? Well, I didn't want to like, she's genuinely a very good friend. And I didn't yeah. want to um, sort of. Uh, Seem using her? Yeah, exactly. Right. And how did that movie do, Lake Bell? I'm, In a I'm world? just going to reset you like um, we're on NPR. So Lake Bell, yeah. how did that um, um, that film do in a world? It yeah. did great. I mean, I made $0.00 Congratulations. On Thank you so yeah, much. That's I appreciate great. That's it. Great. Um, but it changed my life. So yeah. I guess that's what you In what for. way? Um, personally or professionally? I mean, per- both. I but mean, obviously, personally, you directed a movie and it, it got well received and it was fucking beautiful and you're a rock star. Well, that, I mean, think, I mean, I was an actor and now yeah. it's like you're it, a director, was, it brought you're a writer. in yeah it's like uh, okay i i at first was, your force I, i'm just i have hyphenates and, yeah. and, and i and i i have justified hyphenates versus just sort of like presenting them out there right. in a kind of you know so it says way. on your resume your director and what what did you direct um i did a thing i can send it to you <laughs> you're not if if you have to say I can send it to you, then it's a little can, bit you know. I can give you a link. There's a my music's not cleared, but here's a link. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So I you can you can purchase my work on yeah. iTunes at all. Um. But and then I'm I'm in pre production on on my next picture, but it's also it's not a comedy, so it's sort of an interesting new. You wrote and directed? No. I, it's an adaptation of this novel that I love called The Emperor's Children mm-hmm. uh, by Claire Massoud. And yeah. the adaptation is uh, written by Noah Baumbach. Um, and yeah, I know that guy. I, I, I talked to him. Did you? Mm-hmm. Right on. He, he seemed to just, he's got a movie coming out right now. Yeah. But he just had one. He's super prolific. I am not, I, I'm, I'm really in awe of how yeah. quickly he sort of churns shit out. Yeah. Like, and I'm always in awe of people who can do that. Yeah. I take my time. I'm kind of slow. And, yeah. Um, he figured it out though. He's one of those kind of low bud shooter guys. I know. Yeah. I know. And, but then again, I kind of could do that too, but I just have, you know, I'm when I go and act in a yeah, movie for right. two months right. and then I have a baby and, you know, I'm right. right Cause I have an original work that you'd, I've been working on for like yeah, you'd have to five like, years or something. You'd really have to, I think you'd ha- have to pull back from the acting. Uh, indeed. Indeed. Right. Totally. Um, I mean, so, I okay. Do, so that he adapted this thing. He adapted the Emperor. I'm sorry, I cut it. you off. No, no, you're about it's to fine. say something. You set it up with your head and everything. <laughs> no, he, he 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 sort of adapted it, and then um, it's Imagine Entertainment is uh-huh. making it. So it's like you're just okay. You're not just even directing it. Yeah. So you now you're you're been hired to as a director. Yeah, like Brian Grazer and Ron Howard hired me. 
uh-huh. to direct it. Uh-huh. And who's um, in it? Uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's the best. Um, and we're still casting the other characters. Do, do you need um, me for anything? Do you, are you a 26-year-old girl who went to Brown? I can do that. Okay. I can do it. Like, just picture it. Hold Would on. you shave your mustache? <laughs> yeah. Just and, to make it more believable. Yeah. Not the goatee, though. I get the goatee. Right. Something's got to stay. Because I, I we'll CGI it out. No, I just want to. I want to have a little bit of me in the part. You. Yeah. Well, then you're going to bring your heart. Yeah, this is a new thing I do. Whereas I put people on the spot to cast me and things on my show. Oh, yeah, it's um, a new thing. I but mean, I appreciate it. Oh, sure. No, it's, it's yeah, a, no, it's going well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've you got know, nothing. We're going to have nothing, to have though. you come in and just like read because <laughs> yeah. you know the producers need yeah. to kind of. It's not me. It's yeah. just that the no, producers. But but let's not diminish it with my uh, neediness and my joke. Um, where so you're casting? I'm casting right now. And. But that, it's two, there's two women, you know, there's two sort of young it, girls. Where's it going to shoot? New York City. Mm-hmm. My hometown. Do you know what you're going to do now, like, as a director? Is it like, you, you're like, you got locations going and everything's going? Um, in truth, I'm in the frustrating purgatory of, you know, being, I have been in pre-production for a year and a half. Right. Um, and solidifying your financing and making right. sure that it's sure. stable and that they everybody's okay. But that's not on you, right? You know what? I am someone who's very much involved in that kind of stuff. Just so you're when producer I'm as well? It. I am. I don't right. know whether to <laughs> get that credit, but right. yeah, I've been producing it with my producers, you know, for... You know, when when we get cast, you know, it's like it's me who's in there. If we have to do a rewrite, that's me in there. You know, it's but imagine hires you and they're like, okay, this is the money we're going to put in. We'll see you. Good luck with everything. <laughs> Use your people, and we'll talk to you. No, no, they imagine is a- actively producing. Okay, it. yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so they are. We're 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 teammates. You know, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. much in trying to like make it all fucking happen, and it's just like fucking frustrating sometimes. That's exciting. So you're in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn. So you're there. Yeah. And I, yeah. That's, going into the city. Yeah. I mean, I try to like, I'm going to try to, locations got as much in Brooklyn as possible, just easier to shoot there. Yeah. You know, because yeah. the city is just like a beast. It's a fucking nightmare, right? I love it. Don't get me wrong. But it's just, um, I think, I don't know. I grew up there and I still enjoy, you know, being in Brooklyn and getting to see Manhattan, right. you know, from the other side of the the, the yeah. river. Like, right. isn't that better, you know, being able to kind of... Well, it's not the same. You know, Manhattan's exhausting. And it, it is. Just, even if, you know, it's nice to be able to look at it and go like, oh, am I going to go in today? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you can <laughs> Or just go, look at it. Yeah, like for a sexy date night, maybe yeah, you want right. to go into the city. It makes, yeah. it's like, it makes right. it exotic again sure. instead of hating it. Yeah, you yeah. You, you like, it's like living on Long Island. Are we going to go into the city? Yeah. <laughs> Different, but the same. Uh-huh. Um, did you did you ever live in New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know. Where did you I live? I was just there. I lived on 3rd and 16th for a couple of years. I lived on A, 2nd yeah. between A and B for a couple of years. And, yeah, my uh, brother lives in that neighborhood. Well, when I lived there, it was the late 80s. It was like different. No, I mean, he moved there like 15 years ago. Oh, so he saw like, the whole shift. Smoke dope, dope, yeah, crack, yeah, dope, crack, 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 crack yeah, smoke yeah. dope. And then the weird heroin names, Yankee Doodle, <laughs> Tango and Cash. Yeah, my mom was always like, yeah. what are they saying? Yeah. You know, why are they asking me something? Uh-huh. Um, well, it's nice that they were asking her that she had that look. I like, love that. Like, that lady needs something. I know. I was like, <laughs> why are you approaching my mom, this blonde, you know, chicks goddess? And you, did you say you were going to, wanted to look at places here? Or did I make that up? No, yeah, I'm trying to, move, I mean, we're trying to figure out whether they're going to move back. Um, really move back. I know, but I I feel like I do. You own the place in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you're I put good. all the money in there, and now I'm like, shit. 
You what know, do you mean? Like, so you just have that place? I, I, or rent it I, or whatever? It was a big deal because was basically- it, Did you buy a building? We bought a four-story kind Brown of townhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I birthed it at home. What? So it was like a very important- Whoa, whoa. In the bathtub? On the floor. On the floor? <laughs> on a mat? It, to be honest, it's kind of like, it's not linear, kind of where it all happens. It's like- You just go like, we're doing it here? Uh, you, yeah. I mean, I knew I was going to do it at home. You but planned it though. I planned it. Do you I have a doula? I had a doula and a midwife. Really? But no doctors. Huh. Just hanging out at home. Yeah? Is yeah. That, and you like that? I liked it. You'd do it again? I would do it again. Even though if you asked me right after, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, it's a like, mess, right? It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, I had, it was a fucking mess. Um, <laughs> there's just like so, it's just a massacre, you know, yeah. of stuff stuff yeah um but also i just had no idea that it was like that hardcore like i knew birth would be insane but yeah. i didn't know the aftermath was insane yeah because i don't know do you have like uh, friends who like do, are you like because i gotta you got everything's gotta come back together yeah <laughs> nobody tells you about that uh, i just everything is so you're like oh i'm Injured, like yeah. I'm an injured person. Uh, um, I thought I would just kind of like bounce back, and no. you know, because I like I like I make lists. I'm kind of organized, and I felt like all right, I'll be able to kind of troubleshoot yeah. this new sort of priority <laughs> shift, <laughs> right, you know. Right. And it was just like I was hit by a wave. I just didn't know what the fuck happened. I totally was depressed. I. You know, all that chemical shit happened to me, and I just felt like I would be, I don't know, somehow. And Scott was there tattooing the baby immediately. (laughs) (laughs) He just. Get some ink on that real estate. Yeah, exactly. No, but he was was there for the whole thing. Yeah, he was there. He was like like, my doula, basically. Holy fuck. He's great. He was just like, he kind of, he runs marathons and shit, and he's kind of hardcore. Yeah. He knows how to, you know, if if we were like, you know, taking a hike and there's a scorpion or something, he'd be like, I can talk to the scorpion and make sure that it doesn't come (laughs) here. Like, he's sort of like an. Uh, yeah, like yeah. an animal whisperer yeah, and, yeah. and so I felt like him when you turn kind of into an animal when yeah. you're, you're having a baby yeah. yeah and it's true I just was not even the, right. there I mean I was there but I I, I we actually had a <laughs> we had our friend photograph the event uh-huh. um, she's was that a, str- a good idea you know what I didn't even know she was there uh-huh. I just was like I, I knew she was there but I didn't it wasn't what I was concerned with and she's a street photographer so she's amazing at being kind of invisible uh-huh. um, so have, she, how do you what do you how, what well just pick? looking back on it you know it's like Scott was just in it in it yeah, yeah. and just there and it's it's um <sighs> I I feel for the first time I just felt badass, you yeah, know. Like right. my husband runs marathons and he is physically a badass. Yeah, and I just don't have that. I yeah. just there's nothing that's ever. Partially, I think why I wanted to do it at home was I just, I I just was like this is this is gonna be my thing. You know, I don't I don't want to. I want this experience. I want to feel it. I want to I want to be there. I want to. I'm impressed with this whole mechanism you uh-huh. know like my right. body is just kind of operating like yeah. that's that's the thing about it is like you get nervous I, at least i got very nervous about you know will i know what to do and the truth is is like your body knows what to do the fucking you know it's coming out it's coming out yeah and my <laughs> my midwife even said afterwards i was like i realize you never told me when i hear other people's birth stories like you never told me you're six centimeters or whatever yeah. like i never heard the word centimeters you're right okay right she was like well i I don't want you to start doing like birth math. Like if you've been working 
fucking hard for 10 hours and you've only you're only at six centimeters or some right, shit you're right. like okay um i need to get four more centimeters that means right. 10 centimeters okay oh my god are you kidding me you know like you would go crazy um almost claustrophobic with anxiety of that you'd have to continue it's too exhausting but so she was like look my philosophy is it's either in or it's fucking out right. and that's all you need to know yeah. you know so you got to keep going you know how long was it it was like two days or something you know on the floor no, all over the place, like in the shower, right. the toilet, right. in the tub, yeah. in the bed. The yeah. bed sucks always, yeah. which is what's so crazy. In what the hospital, does? they put you on the bed yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's like totally ridiculous. Really? You shouldn't be on the bed. Right. It's, it's not kills. hard enough? No, it's just like that shape is not conducive right. to gravity pulling. <laughs> oh, right. Like, right? Oh, right. Like, it doesn't make sense. You should be like. Squatting? Yeah. I was right. on a little stool sitting like this. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's when wow. shit gets real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's why a lot of people, you know, deliver on the toilet. Yeah. I mean, not to like get into it. I don't right. Know. You know. I've never gotten into it. We can get into it. I mean, I don't know. This is like. I yeah. <laughs> no, it's exciting. Um, no, but I don't yeah. know if it's going to happen for me. So like I, hearing about it, I don't think I've really? ever happened. Well, how old are you? 51. I, you can totally. The guys are so lucky. Yeah. It's like uh, my dad, like he was yeah. like having babies <laughs> like into his 50s. Like, yeah. You know, it's just. So, so like it was. You got pictures. Do you look at those pictures? I relive it. It's really intense. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't, it looks like, it looks so of another uh, time. Right. You know, the thing about birth is like, it's been happening. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And there's like, in order to feel calm anyway, there's just candles lit and stuff. So it really looks like some of these photos look like. As um, opposed to like being in a hospital surrounded by machines. Yeah. With and bright lights. And the, the hats and the, you, yes. you know, the scrubs. Exactly. Right? It just no looks scrubs. like, yeah. oh, I relate to this sure. on a, you know, and my in my home I have, I love like old timey kind of, you know, all my, mm-hmm. my mom's an interior decorator. So everything's very sort of like antiques. and mm-hmm. So it really looks like. Um, it could be timeless. Yeah, it's and, great. And birth is timeless. It's yeah, sure, it keeps happening. People yeah. have babies everywhere. And by the way, I can't believe it because right. this shit, that shit is crazy. I can't believe women are just like right now pushing babies out. Yeah, yeah, right now. It just makes me want to like. I'm like, I mean, if I'm yes, I'm a feminist because I'm a woman, but like the that I was like, we women are amazing. Yes. And <clears throat> what about this depression? So you like afterwards, the aftermath was just not happy necessarily. You, well, but the baby must have been like, oh my god, it's that part's amazing. Yeah. But you, it is so. You know, I'm someone who I feel very at home directing a movie. Right. Okay, you know, I love right. being on my f- on the front foot, energetically. You know. Um, juggling a million things at once staying calm locking in with people mm. and and ex- feeling that experience you know i, I love that mm-hmm. and i that's my happy place but when you are all of a sudden bedridden you can't walk downstairs you know because you're every in pain t- everything's all beat up yeah and you're torn and yeah. you're you know uh, you're literally like you're beaten up you yeah. know and there's this little thing that is unsatiable like i don't know what she needs or i I don't know what the fuck i'm doing you Mm -hmm. know i also you know have this person that i share my life with that you know can go down to the shop and get something Mm -hmm. you know but i can't you know so it's frustrating that's frustrating and and it's like um, your body's just like a like a tool to mm -hmm. you know you every time the baby goes on your sorry i don't even know what i'm talking about but look i'm just gonna say that when the baby first starts feeding, yeah. um, nobody fucking told me this, but you get contractions. 
uh, after you've just done all that fucking work, yeah. it's like you get contractions and there's like blood and everything, uh-huh. and it's uh-huh. just like, and you're like, when so does this stop? stop? Yeah, and it's just like, how can this be the new normal? <laughs> like this is right. insane, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like the idea of, I mean, I was in pre-production on the Ember's Children, you know, in soft prep and, uh-huh. and development. Yeah. And I thought, when, in God's name. <laughs> In the near future, will I be able to, yeah. like, go to my computer and be like, mm, okay, let me just open up Final Draft and just, yeah, like, do right, it quick. Right. Let me just get, oh, let me just check navigation and see what, like. When's that gonna, when are you going to have that, that tone again? so impossibly far away and terrifying. How long did it take? To still going, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 10 months later, it's, you know, I finally. But your, your body heals. I your mean, body you heals. Know, and you, you get into a pattern or a system with it. It takes longer than I thought, though. Right. And maybe if I was younger, maybe it wouldn't be as long. I don't know. But, like, it took longer, you know. And I still have, you know, especially someone, you know, I'm a little spoiled. Like, yeah. I, you know, don't work out that much. And, yeah. you know, right. I sort of enjoy the, yeah. you know, my body and everything. And I definitely have evidence that i've had a baby uh-huh, you know what i mean uh-huh. on my person uh-huh. <laughs> and that you know is something that you finally get over but um yeah it's a shot to like i think it reprioritizes you know your vanity somehow absolutely i'm like i don't give a shit at right. first i was kind of like i am kind of a little bit i will admit a little proud almost of the like scar mm-hmm. the marks that i have from my pregnancy because i'm like yeah it was crazy, and what, that was, and here is my evidence that I did it. What, like know? stretch marks? And yeah. Stuff? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, but that, but that's amazing. So, but you do get into a routine with it mm. at this point. You start to figure it out. I mean, right. it's like, are they with you? Um, no. See, this is my first time, kind of this long away from them. It's a, a six day door to door thing. Okay, so um, let's now we can come full circle. Yeah. So the fr- so your boobs wake you up. So when I'm here, <laughs> what are you doing with it? So you you got to pump. Right, if you don't you pump, you just right? explode. Yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. A complete fucking idiot. Right. Well, I don't think you're fine. Yeah, I just don't know, you know. But you pump and then save it? You Yeah, you got to say it's a whole rigmarole. No, I know, but you can save it for six days? Um, or are you, you shipping it? it back? No, no, then I, I have a freezer, I have a deep freezer <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> at a friend's house oh, okay. that has all the milk in it. And okay. so I, I transport it to the freezer, but right now it's like in the hotel freezer and like I have to, you know. It's a whole thing. I mean, but in the morning, yeah, you get woken up because the, you're just like Franken boob. Yeah. And it's just like. Yeah. Know? And so it's, you know, it's basically when the baby's getting fed. So then you get plug yourself to like a cow milk machine. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah. Right. And just know. sit there. Maybe what do you do? Read the paper? I sit there and immediately you're you're ravenously thirsty. And so um, you sit there and drink. I'm just, I'm just like, <laughs> just drinking while liquid is going in and coming out. It's just like, <sighs> it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I think it'll be okay. It, it, it's but gonna, if you need any milk, I'll yeah. Oh, could you leave some? Yeah. <laughs> I have my pump with me. Yeah, actually, I want to have some cereal. I might have to go into your bathroom uh, and do it really quick. <laughs> seriously? That I, I would. Okay. What time is it right now? Uh, twenty to eleven. Yeah, uh, I'm doing like a half an hour. Don't worry. Okay. Well, I, you can. You're more than welcome to. Thank you. I appreciate There'll it. There'll be people over for support if you need it. <laughs> My girlfriend's coming. She can, t- you know, sit, talk to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. I always. I, I'm not. I'm sort of not squeamish about it. And people, yeah. you know, I just like plug in, and yeah. it, it is kind of terrifying to see. What about the breastfeeding in public? No, no problem. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I I just cover. I mean, right. I yeah. cover myself. I right. don't like bring my. 
kid out, right. you know? And right. I think it's fair to cover. But. So this is all going to, it's all good. It's going to work out. I think it's going to work out. You seem just, good. You, you seem out of the woods with it. I, I am. Good. I just, um. And now you have a whole other production. You have to produce a decent human. Yeah, I think that and, and yeah, learning how to, you know, kick ass as a director and also be a kick-ass mom is going to be interesting. Cause I have complete faith in your ability to do that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Nice talking to you, Lake Bell. Thank you, Mark Man. Yeah, what an amazing story about giving, like, a baby coming out. Anyway... Lake Bell is now starring in No Escape with Owen Wilson and Pierce Brosnan. That's in theaters now. Thank you for listening, uh, as always, to WTF. I appreciate you being here. Where's my pick? Where's my fucking pick? Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF pod needs. Get on the mailing list. Go check out Hal at uh, Hal.fm. That's where all the archives are now. That's where it's all at. That's where all the WTFs will live. Well, on iTunes and on WTFPod.com, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. All I need is Chris Isaac to sing. Boomer lives!